Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Before I try to convince you that the Toronto Maple Leafs are way better than the Florida Panthers, let's just give the Lightning their due, and especially Nikita Kucherov, who went all Allen Iverson uh, on the Florida Panthers and started breaking ankles out there in a 4-1 to win. Cooch was electric, man. I mean, we've been waiting kind of, you know, for him to to be the best player on the ice. It's, you know, Braden Point was that for them in the first series. He's not in game one in Florida because of the injury. And, man, did this guy put on a show. Uh, as I tweeted out, and I was just wishing Bill Raftery did NHL games because <laughs> we were talking about a little lingerie on the deck there <laughs> as uh, Bray, or Nikita Kucherov absolutely undressed Aaron Ekblad. Oh, my God. And set up Corey Perry for the easiest goal he will ever score. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even fair, that play. What was great, and I, you know, the arena. And first of all, I thought that uh, it was kind of a sedate crowd. I mean, it's one of the the more quiet crowds, and, and you know, they they obviously were only trailing before by a goal for most of that game. But um, it was you could hear, like watching it on TV. I was watching the national broadcast, and it was sort of like a <gasps> you know, kind of like oh my god, and they couldn't stop like just falling over themselves in the replays watching him. Just absolutely undress um, Florida Panthers and and particularly uh, Inkblad. Uh, it, it was such a great fake. Uh, towards the middle, takes the puck to his left, then he just leaves him flailing in air. And like you said, the uh, the easiest goal that Corey Perry will ever had, uh, essentially like an open net goal. Uh, and then Kucherov, not to be outdone, he also adds a goal later on, and so. You know, he iced the game essentially with four minutes to go thanks to a power play. That was the thing that probably you come away because I, I thought – I didn't think Florida gave up much of a fight. I mean, they led this game one to nothing, obviously, but um, they spent a lot of time in the box. and They couldn't get out of their own way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the, when you, we saw that in the Toronto series. When mm-hmm. you take that many penalties, it takes you out of the flow. It keeps mm-hmm. your best players off the ice. And it's giving the other team opportunities to score, which the Lightning converted on three of the power plays. Now, the first two, Lightning got early and didn't look very good on them. Mm-hmm. Didn't score. And then that kind of gave Florida momentum in the game. Right. And if it wasn't for Vasilevsky, that game would have been a lot worse mm-hmm. at that point of, of the game. So, you know, you need your goalie to make the saves at the right times. And John Cooper talked about that in the post game. Mm. You know, and he mentioned in the Toronto series, look, Vassie probably gave up more goals than he would have liked in that series. And we know that's true. Mm-hmm. But when you needed the save, he was there and made it. And that's what the best goalies do. It's not it's not always how many. It's when you make those saves. Yeah. Your team needs it most. You know, you didn't get any momentum from the two power plays early. Anthony Duclair scores the goal in the first period to give, you know, Florida a one nothing lead. Yeah. And and but, you know, if not for Vassie, it would have been worse. And then he keeps him in it for then when the Lightning then start to get it going. They score their first goal on a power play that from Kucherov to Perry. Mm-hmm. Belmar gets the even strength goal, which 
by the way, I don't, I don't, you know, you were probably watching on television. Yeah, I don't know if they talked about, but Phil immediately mentioned because that was a that was a set play that they ran. Yes, they did talk about it. Uh, not not during the broadcast, mm-hmm. but but um, during the post game, mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of talk with okay. Belmar about the off the faceoff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Phil right away said, you know. He goes, look, I saw them talking before. That was a set play they had. Mm-hmm. That Belmar was going to tie him up. Maroon's going to come in and grab the puck and then mm-hmm. and then go. And it worked. And they scored a goal off of it. And you got a, another goal from your fourth line. Yeah. That's huge in this game to give you the 2-1 lead. And then Cooch on the power play. Everyone, including Bobrovsky, thought he's going to shoot that or going to pass that puck. Going to pass it, yeah. And it's a, a, a perfect shot by Kucherov. But I don't think right. anyone on that ice believed that he was going to shoot it. And so mm-hmm. Cooch did. And, and when Cooch is engaged like that, and I, you, you saw him kind of get roughed up a little bit early. And when you do that to him, you got a chance to piss him off. And when he's pissed, he usually plays pretty well. Yeah, because before, early in that game, I thought he was sort of out of it. I thought mm-hmm. he, you know, he turned the puck over a few times, which he's been doing of late. Um, you know, he, he, he tried to skate it into the zone. I mean, they missed Braden Point, right? I mean, he's the best player on the ice in that Toronto series, and, and he's not there. So you needed somebody to sort of be that engine to run the offense. And and early on in that game, you know, Florida was taking it off his stick. I mean, and, and, and you know, he's trying to create. I wish he would, you know, I think most people wish he would shoot more <laughs> just because he has such a great shot. But he absolutely is is such a playmaker out there. Um, but, but I didn't, I you know, early in that game, I was like, okay, you know, when is Cooch going to show up in these playoffs? Like, you know, when is when is your best offensive player going to be that and man he stepped up in a in a big way and you're right i think they ticked him off a little bit um and and when he's when he's that way when he plays with a little bit of chip on his shoulder he's remarkable and and you know the other thing is florida's power play has been bad um oh for the playoffs it's um, i mean i couldn't believe when they said that during the game i was like Mm -hmm. wait a minute they won a playoff series and did not score a power play goal only the ninth team in history to do that i think in the nhl that's crazy Mm -hmm. yeah so they've got some issues to iron out, and and you know Tampa Bay's PK was was pretty good starting with Vasilevsky. You know about Cooch. Uh, so uh, Bobby, the Chief Taylor, and I were talking after the game, mm-hmm. and you know about Cooch and how everyone wishes he would shoot more, and I I, I, I do too. Yeah, and I know Phil Esposito will harp on it, and he hopes and others, that he wishes yeah. everybody shot. Yeah, well, more. that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I think you have to think of Kucherov differently is you have to think of him as like a point guard on a basketball team. Yeah, he's Magic Johnson. He, yeah. He's not, you know, he's got a good shot. He's a better passer. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. he's going to, you know, I think he views his role as a creator to create yeah. offense. And, 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 Absolutely. And he thinks shot second. Mm-hmm. Like a point guard. I need to get the rest of the team involved. I need to set up Braden Point. I need to set up Stamkos. I need to, my job is to get them opportunities to score. Because a point guard's mm-hmm. job isn't just to score and occasionally distribute. It's to run the offense and, and make sure everything's humming. It runs through him. And and they run. And the weird thing is they run the power play through him, and mm-hmm. he's not at the point. Mm-hmm. Typically, you see the guy at the point running the power play, and it's, yep. it's, it's Cooch. And teams are, you know, knowing that he wants to pass first and that he's so creative, they kind of lay off him a little bit. They, they, mm-hmm. you know, they tilt towards Stamkos. They tilt towards Braden Point when he's in there in the center. Because they know he wants to to mm-hmm. get that little touch pass in the middle, and and yet he's out there running the entire power play through him. Yeah, I mean, well, because if you're on on defense, if you're going to stop this power play, 
You know mm-hmm. Stamkos has a lethal one-timer yes. from his office. Yes. You know Hetty can bomb it from the point. Mm-hmm. And Braden Point, you know, as slippery as can be in the bumper in the position. Middle. Yeah. And you know Cooch is more likely to pass in the shoot, so of course you're going to sag off Cooch. Because you got sure. you got to guard somebody. You're short a man. Sure, sure. And, and you know, that's where you, you, you wish he would shoot more often, but I'm not one that thinks he needs to shoot every time. Right, because, right. Because, you know, that's part of – he's a better passer than he is a shooter, and he's a really good shooter. He's one of right. the better ones in the league, but he's better at passing. So, you know, the ones that, the, the ones that frustrate you are the, the drop passes at your blue line, the blind drop pass that gets picked off like it did tonight. Mm-hmm. And it did – I remember this first or second period. But he yeah. had one where he drops it off blindly, and, and the Florida guy's right behind him and takes it, and it gets a, ru- a rush chance on it. Right. You know, those are the ones that really frustrate you. You know, there are times to do the drop pass. There are times not to. And sometimes yeah. sometimes you'd wish he'd do that a little less often and, and, and control and make the, the puck easy, a little bit. Make better. the easy play. Make yeah. the right play. You know, he's just so creative that a lot of times, you know, he, he does he, – he, he, he makes some turnovers. You've got to live with that because of his creativity, I suppose. Well, it's, and, it's, it's the turnovers. There are times, you know, if you're in the offensive zone and you try that and you've got two defenders back and you turn it over, okay, yeah, that's one you can thing, cover yeah. it. It's when you're giving up rush chances because you oh, make man, a, yeah. a very risky pass. Those are the ones that you, in, in playoff time, can get amplified, you know, that you, you kind of go, you know, that's the ones you don't want. I mean, Cooch is going to turn the puck over because he's so creative with it and can mm-hmm. do things that other players can't. I'll tell you something else too. You know, you talk about you know Vassy in the in, in the final game against Toronto. Of course, you know he gives up just the one goal. Gives up one goal. Um, you know, uh, last night. But the thing is, is that man, the Lightning are selling out blocking shots, and they may have cost themselves. I guess Turnett got hurt um, doing that as well, right? Well, again, he's been doing that all year, getting hurt blocking yeah, shots. Yeah, that's but, true. That's true. Uh, he left the game. Now, you know, his status is the playoffs. You're never going to find out. It's, you know, as Cooper said, you know, before the game when he said Braden points out, you know, well, what lineup are you going with? Well, you have to show up tonight to see. <laughs> you know, and that's pretty much the way the playoffs work. So we're not going to know anything. We may know if he's at practice today. Yeah. But beyond that, you're not going to know his status until Thursday night at puck drop at 7, 10 p.m. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's one game and it's and it's a seven game series, and this is the team that had the most points in the NHL this year, the Presidents Cup winner, and all that, and that carries its own amount of expectations and pressure. All I know is the last two times that the Tampa Bay Lightning have gone down to Sunrise, and this is the playoffs; it's not the regular season, but they did go down there late in the year. Um, they've now outscored them twelve to four. <laughs> so, you know, I listen. I, if you're the Panthers and you have a, an issue with your power play and the Lightning came off a tough seven-game series and, you know, they have to be on the road and they go down there with what seemed to be relative ease and, and take a game four to one against you, that that does not instill confidence. I mean, is it possible that the Lightning, who, you know, back-to-back Stanley Cup champions and all of that, but is it possible they just went through one of the toughest teams they're going to face in the postseason? In other words, Toronto's so skilled, and, and that series was so close, um, that they may match up better against Florida than they did Toronto. They may, although I, I think you're going to see a much different effort out of Florida come Thursday. 
because of the penalties, I think, right? I think you they're not going to take man. the penalties. Now, yeah, yeah. your hope is because they took so many, they become less aggressive mm-hmm. and maybe sit back a little more, trying to avoid taking penalties rather than playing. But, I mean, Florida, I mean, Toronto was second in the league in scoring this year, behind Florida, mm-hmm. who scored the most. Yeah. Florida's a deeper team than Toronto. Uh, you know, Matthews and Marner are probably better top end players, but I think Florida's got more depth in their lineup. Uh, not 100% sold on Bobrovsky and, and their defense. You've said and, that, yeah. And how they'll play when the Lightning are pressuring them and keeping and forechecking, keeping the puck in their zone. I mean, Florida, for the most of the year, basically played in the other team's zone most of the season. I mean, that's kind of. And the, they, did, they did in the first period of this game, too, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, outside the, the couple power plays. And yeah, five mm-hmm. on five play, you could say that Florida maybe played better than the Lightning did five on five. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if it was, you know, they really tipped it that way, but, you know, five on five, Florida played fine. Mm-hmm. You know, when you take that many penalties, and we, like I said, we saw the Toronto series. You know, the first game, the Lightning took all those penalties, and Toronto capitalized. And in the second game, Toronto took a bunch of penalties, and the Lightning capitalized. And, yeah. you know, it, when there's that many penalties, and, and we'll get to the Ryan McDonough penalty, which was well, ridiculous. Yeah. And, and almost led to a goal to tie it up right. for Florida, right at which actually review. did lead to a goal, which you know, mm-hmm. ended up getting reviewed, which how the officials missed that one, too. I, I, both of those. but well, yeah. let's go. So Ryan McDonough, the puck's chipped up in the air, and I, I think it was Achari. I could be wrong on who he hit. Achari catches the puck in his glove, and Ryan McDonough checks him to the ice. If you have the puck, you can be checked. Yeah. They said interference. The puck's it's in his glove. He caught it. How do you it, miss it, that? It was it, it was very much like you'd see in football, right? Where yeah. you know the defenseless receiver call, but the guy had possession of the ball. In this case, the puck in his glove. the The hit was clean. It was brutal. It was perfectly perfectly timed, but it wasn't. It wasn't an elbow. It wasn't to the head. It was just. A perfectly timed hit, timed hit, and yeah, he had it the whole way. What I don't get, and I, you know, these, you can say this about the NFL, and you know, well, they don't review holding, and that's as important a penalty as as anything else, right? Why don't they review everything? Well, because the game would last five hours, but this one seems to be pretty simple, right? Like, did he have possession of the puck or did he not? Well, it's in his glove, um, so clearly he did, but that was unreviewable. Um, fortunately for the Lightning, the the goal that followed after uh, a, a puck came off the net, uh, that one nobody saw. And it was it. way the up the net too. Yeah, how did they miss that? I mean, because it wasn't like it, it just was you know a couple inches above the glass. This was a couple feet. Yeah, and every every official missed it, and the Lightning were pointing at the net immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, "Wait a minute, that came off the screen," and and they did review that because all goals can be reviewed, I guess, but. Um, so that one came off the board, but yeah, that was, that was an egregious penalty that could have really changed the entire game. Well, and, you, know? And, you know, look, there are times where you're, you're, you know, the pass, the pucks on the ice sliding to you and look, the defenseman's trying to time when they hit you. Right. And if right. they hit you just before the puck gets to you or something, I can see how it's that penalty, can be missed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He caught it in his glove. I know. I they don't. I don't understand it. how that one got missed. Right. It wasn't like it just did it hit his stick. Did it not hit his stick? Yeah. He had it in his glove. That's possession. 
Yeah, I mean, it's no. And I mean, he didn't just like it didn't just come out, you know, like he had just touched it. No, he had wrapped it up um, and was carrying it yeah. at the time. So that that was that could have been a, a cataclysmic yeah. break. Now, the cooch uh, goal could have been overturned too. Yes, and they'd reviewed that, and I thought there was some contact in the crease. There was, was some contact chef? with a stick. Okay, I thought it, I, something hit his head. I thought I thought the body. Okay. I thought the skate been. hit the stick and kind of pushed the stick to the side. Now, okay. he wasn't was going to stop at, he wasn't going to stop that shot with his stick, which is why I think they let it go. Right. I was looking at a little bit of contact with the head um, you know, while he was in the the crease obviously. And um but I don't I, I, I saw guess, the skate on stick, but the stick was outside the crease. Mm-hmm. So incidental contact outside the crease is allowed. It's not interference in yeah. the rules, yeah. So that's what I thought they were reviewing. And and I thought Florida at that point, you know, I know some thought it was a risky call, but it's like, okay, you're down two with, what, four or five minutes to go, three, whatever it was. Right, that put them on the power play. Yeah, it gave you the power play, but taking the goal off the board would have been bigger. Sure, sure. I mean, coming down from two goals with, what, 4.06 left. Yeah, and that call could have gone either way, I thought. Yeah. But it went the Lightning's way. As did Game One in Florida, and so and look, now, now the Lightning get to be greedy. I mean, yeah, you start on the road, and, and we've talked about this in Toronto. You want to take one of two on the road, mission accomplished. Well, yeah. now you won the first one, mm-hmm. so it's time to be greedy. Yeah, because you yeah. take the first two on the road. Well, yeah, then they got to win four out of five, right? Mm-hmm. At that point, yeah. And that's do you th- be- and do you think that somebody can beat Andre Val- Vasilevsky four out of five? No, I don't. Not unless he has no one else around him. Well, you know, and, tell and, me how many know, penalties so, you're taking in front of him and some other things. Right, but yeah. it's a war of attrition. But, I mean, yeah, no one, no one's going to beat it. And, and he's locking in. Like the, and, and if we've seen this, right, like, you know, whether he gave up, I think he averaged just over three goals a game he allowed in this, this Toronto series, which to me still seems to be a much more offensive team, uh, more skilled anyway. But the last two games... You know, of course, we know how he is in in closeout games. He's given up one goal in the last six closeout games in series series closeouts, um, and now you know he starts this series with thirty three saves. I want to say, um, and just the one goal. So if you stay out of the box, if you if you don't take needless penalties and things like that, he's he's starting to get that look about him <laughs> that you know, okay, it's playoff time, and he's he's prepared. He's you know, he he's starting to, to do what he did the last two postseasons. And so you don't need a hot goaltender. And you're right. You, and, and you kind of said this, like, you know, what is the confidence level in Bobrowski? I mean, I, I'm not saying he let in a lot of soft goals, you know, last night. But, you know, when you get to the postseason, who would you rather have in net? And I just think I thought the Florida, Cooch, the Cooch goal he might want back. He might want that one back. I just think that Florida it has an awful lot of pressure on them uh, starting in your own building. I, I I don't know why I would always want to start on the road in the playoffs. I just feel like, you know, if you get one, you're playing with house money and, and, and there's an expectation in your own building that you have to win. That crowd was nervous from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not loud like the like, like well, Emily. They were not loud like Toronto. Well, you feel bad for, for Florida fans as a whole in that the Miami Heat are playing the same night at home. They are. In the yeah. Eastern Conference Final, game one. Right, right. And so, you know, even though you won your first playoff series since 1996 mm. and you're advanced to the second round, you're the President's Trophy winner playing the two-time defending Stanley Cup champs. Right. You're the second biggest game in town that night. 
in Miami, the Heat are number one. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And so that you know, I don't know how much of a regular crowd was there, or is you know, were a lot of those fans over at, at, at the Heat's arena, not down on South Beach. Um, you know, so it's and I think Thursday night's the same way. I think they're both playing Thursday night as well. And, and because it, of the the proximity, there was a lot of Lightning fans in that building too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, by the end of the game, especially once the arena cleared out. You could yeah. hear a "Let's Go Lightning" chants in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I don't think you could have asked for a better start, and that's now three in a row that the Lightning have won in the postseason, and and it didn't seem as if you know that they could carry this momentum uh, from one series to the other, but they managed to do it. You know, they were down three-two to Toronto. They win Game Six. They win Game Seven in Toronto. They start on the road here. Do you see this video? Uh, this was crazy. Like, I guess on, it would have been, um, I guess it would have been Sunday, right? No, it would have been Monday. They showed they showed a bunch of Lightning players on the beach, like kicking the football. Oh, that was that was that was today. That was uh, was that to, before the game? Yeah, that was. They didn't have a morning skate on Tuesday. Oh, okay. So so they were out on South Beach, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, geez, you guys loose enough? I mean, let's just go out here and take our shirts off and play a little football, you know? No, when you're at the beach, why not? Uh, well, that's what you do in South Beach, yeah. And I don't blame them because there's a lot of great scenery down there on South Beach. But, um, yeah, so it was uh, it was funny, uh, some of the videos that came out watching them. Good start for the Lightning. Look, you couldn't, you couldn't hope for more. Uh, you would like to maybe score on some of those penalty chances early in the game. Uh, well, you finish what three for six on the power play, you but take you'll that. take the three for six and the fact that the Lightning or that the Panthers now are riding this big over streak, which is just incredible. Um, you know that that their power play has has gone has gone south. At one point, I didn't know about this too because you know there was the injury, obviously, to Chernak. At one point, Cal Cal Foot had only played about five minutes till the end of that game. Mm-hmm. So, what was going on with that? Why why wasn't Foot more involved until? Till the end, they were they were going. Well, I don't know if he was hurt or you know dinged up or. But don't forget, they had seven defensemen. They did, yeah. Because without point, they dressed Jan Ruda. Riley Nash right. was the scratch, mm-hmm. as well as Braden Point. So they had seven defensemen. So you didn't have to. You didn't need it, yeah. You, know, you didn't have to play all seven equal time or anything. So we're basically, they're going with five. I think. Yeah, I don't point. know if we know exactly what was going on with Foot, but he came back and started mm-hmm. playing the end of the game. But yep, it was a long stretch there where. Where he didn't play, and I didn't know if 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 he had made a egregious turnover, if there was something that Cooper was. No, I don't think it was that. I mean, maybe he's battling something. Maybe he's a little dinged up. Maybe. Yeah, he finished knows? the game. Yeah, he went in and he played, and he fin- and he played well, and he finished the game. So, doesn't seem to be anything there. Um, yeah. So and now he got a chance to take a two zero series lead and uh, put Florida in a position they don't want to be, having to win, you know, five out of the last or four out of the last five games that's mm-hmm. that's an almost an impossibility against this team i would think you'd like to think so with with vazzy and that i mean you know the other stat that comes into play now is vasileski doesn't lose after a loss no you have to beat them twice in a row this series to win it if you're florida now you do because yeah you lost now game you do one. there you go yeah. you know, toronto didn't have to they just needed to win every other game they mm-hmm. ended up losing twice in a row at the end but you know this time florida's going to have to beat vasileski twice in a row to win this series yeah, it seems like a big mountain to climb, but it's only game one, and, and mm-hmm. we don't have a series until somebody wins in the other team's arena. Well, it's well. happened, so <laughs> you know, I guess we got we a series. series. <laughs> but let's see, let's see if if, uh, if if Florida can can uh, 
can follow that up at some point, or if they can even at one one, and then the pressure will shift to to Tampa Bay. So, hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Should be a great series. Uh, meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Rays. Can I, listen, Shane McClanahan, pick up your I Could Win the Cy Young Award right now because I'm going to lead the league in strikeouts award. This dude is dealing, and, and is there a more consistent pitcher in, in the American League right now than Sugar Shane? Uh, you know, what he's doing night after night, giving you seven strong innings, six, six plus, seven strong, um, leading the American League again. I think he may have caught uh, the lead or was close to it when I looked. He was only a couple strikeouts away. Um, he is shutting people down, and... He's that guy now, no matter where you're at, because they were coming up a loss to the Tigers where the bats didn't get going and all of that. And Kittredge gave it up in the days, ninth or the eighth. Yeah, whatever, he gave ninth up, or, and he's inning. been doing that. Yeah, he's given up now yeah. three home runs, I think, in the last five games or so. But when you put that dude on the mound, if you score any runs at all, he's locking it down, man. This dude is dealing. I am so impressed with what McClanahan is doing right now. It's not even funny. Well, we, we've talked about, look, I mean, there's no question he's got the stuff to be an ace. The question is, could he handle being an ace? Yeah. The mental yeah. part, the the, the, the team match-ups. expectations, the matchups, the expectations mm-hmm. of, of, you know, within the organization and externally and, yeah. you know, just handling that pressure and such. Right. And, and being as young as he is. I mean, you remember in the World Series or that, that playoff year, that's when he made his Major League debut. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, you know, this is the second full season. It's yeah, really the second right. season. He started in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you, that's the thing you always wonder about pitchers is it's, you know, there's ones who have the stuff, and then there's the ones who have the stuff that can handle it. Right. And so far he's passed every test with flying colors, whether it's Boston coming out and jumping on first pitches, knowing he likes to throw strikes early. He and so he, he completely changed mm-hmm. the way he was pitching in that game. Right. And, you know, and, and threw them all. He made the adjustment because they adjusted to him. Mm-hmm. You know, those are things that veteran pitchers do. When you mm-hmm. see young pitchers do that and, and excel at it and thrive at it, you get really excited. I'll tell you what he is is a bulldog. This dude hates to lose. Mm-hmm. Like, And you talk about pressure. He puts way more on himself. He will beat himself up if things aren't going well. Um, so his, he's probably his biggest enemy, not not the other team in front of him. Um, but when he commands all, you know, his, his four pitches, which are all pretty much plus-plus pitches – and he does. He makes adjustments. If a guy's hunting fastballs, he'll throw him uh, an array of you know off-speed pitches and 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 locate the fastball in the right spot and get him in a hole and beat him. But man, he he just attacks. He attacks. He attacks. And for a power pitcher, he doesn't walk a lot of a lot of people. You know, and when he does, you can tell he's pretty ticked off about it to begin with. But he is mowing through some some line. Now, listen, the Tigers are they the best hitting team in the American League? No. Um, they scored plenty of runs, you know, before. Uh, but nonetheless, just to have that guy that every five days, four or five days, you're going to hand him the ball, and you know you have a great chance to win. 
Um, that's that's who who he is, and I, I right now he's an all star. Right now he might start the game in the American League. I mean that's how that's how dominant he's been. Um, and and listen, the Rays they got the bats going a little bit. And how about Brett Phillips going going yard two nights in a row? How about the entire outfield without Manny Margot, who's on the IL? Each one of them hitting a home run. And finally, number two two for Randy Orozarena. It's about time he warms up. Although uh, you mentioned the bats getting warm, and hopefully Tuesday night's the start of that. Yeah, but it does concern you when your home run leaders are Brendan Lau, <laughs> and then Kevin Kiermeyer and Brett Phillips. Yeah, that's not good. Are next? That's <laughs> not good. The, uh, you know, and you look at what Aaron Judge hit his 14th home run on Tuesday night. The Rays' leader is five, and Brendan Lau's now on the on the injured list for at least three weeks, if not longer. Um, and granted, he hasn't been hitting that great, but he's one that can carry your offense. When he gets going, he can carry you. Well, he's out for a you know, let's say a month at this point. Maybe it's a little less. Hopefully, you know, at some point, Arozarena's got to heat up. At some point, some of the other guys have to produce outside of what Wander and G Man Choi and Margot, who's on the injured list. You know, Brett Phillips homering two nights in a row. Kevin Kiermeyer's gotten a couple dingers. I mean, you're hoping this is the start of the bats waking up. So, I mean, Monday's lineup, which they lost to the Tigers 3-2, you know, and it was a game. The bottom five guys in the order were all batting 180 or less. Yeah. I mean, when you have five, your bottom five guys, now some of them didn't have a lot of at-bats, Brujan, Parades. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they weren't – well, Parades didn't start, but – But some do. Some you know, do. Yeah. Taylor yeah. Walls isn't playing every day, you know, et cetera. Yeah. So they don't have a ton of that bats yet, all of them. But five guys in your lineup below 180? Yeah. You don't want the interstate uh, batting average, you know, mm-hmm. I this and I that, I 85, 185. Um, they, they've not been swinging the bats very good as a team. And Cash got on them. Uh, not got on them. He, seemed, he made, obvious, made the obvious plea that you know we whether we have Margot in the lineup whether we have Brandon Lau this is a guy that hit what 33 bombs last year that's that's a lot of power to replace in that lineup and they do need to get some guys going and they need the home runs they need Rosarena has been the biggest disappointment of the season at the plate um you know not not just the fact that he's not hitting the long ball he's not hitting period uh he's one of those guys you mentioned is batting barely 200 and something but Made a nice catch you know, in the outfield Tuesday night. He did. He did. I mean, he he look. He's still a threat, right? He's still he's still that guy that has done it. So you know he has it in him. He can do it again. Um, but but they need they need him to get hot and carry him for a month. That's what his job is. And especially without having Lau, you know, with Lau gone now, they're gonna have a little bit of a power shortage. And, and Margot's on the ten day. Maybe he comes back. Um, but he was as hot as any hitter in the American League, so you don't know if he's going to come back and be that hot. This is not the time for him to go on the IL. So they've got they're challenged offensively. They always are. They're the Rays. Um, what would a Rays season be without that? But um, the guys that are supposed to carry you need to start carrying you a little bit, and not necessarily Brett Phillips. Although God bless him, um, you know he's playing great baseball, and they're lucky they have that many outfielders that they can, you know, plug in there. And Bruhan has done a credible job and. You know, but you know how much offense are you going to get from Taylor Walls and um, you know that sort of thing. So, uh, but but they did take the game against the Tigers and they have a chance to take the series, and that's what it's about. It's about winning series at mm-hmm. home, especially. 
And if they can do that and uh, tread water for a little bit, look, the Yankees are coming to town next week, and they're as hot as any team in baseball. I heard a stat, stat of the day, as Dan Patrick would say, that um, the Yankees are off to as uh, as at, at this point, and they played less than 40 games or whatever it is, uh, but their start is as good a start by a Yankee team since, like, 39 <laughs> or something well, like that. Well, when you that. go 27 and 9, which is a 750 winning percent, it's you're winning stupid. three out of every four right now. It's stupid, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, you know, you don't, you look at the Rays and you go, well, you know, the, the record's not that bad, but then, then you see how far behind they're falling in the American League. But it's also unrealistic to think that the Yankees are going to play 750 ball all year. Mm-hmm. They'd set a major league record. I mean, the Rays have what, the fourth best record in the American League? Yeah, it's not bad. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah. They're, they're cl- close to 10 games over 500, I think. A seven right uh, now, yeah. Was it seven? Okay, well, okay. At one point, it was it was yeah. headed that way, but they had the, the bad series in Anaheim. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, they're playing okay, uh, in the, and they're certainly you know staying in the hunt. But at some point, the Yankees are going to cool off, and the Rays will get a chance to do that to them when they come to the Trop next week. So, uh, you know, that'll be, a, that'll be a great series, I think. And it'll be one that uh, will be well attended and and uh, and pretty pretty interesting as they meet for the first time this year. One other thing before we go, another day, another TV series for Tom Brady. I was worried about what he was going to do after football. I'm not worried now. Uh, I'm worried about what he's going to do before football. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, how's he going to play football while he's doing all this other stuff? So we know that you know the news came out last week, or maybe it was this week, but last week that Tom Brady has a contract to go to Fox as a broadcaster whenever he's done playing, whether that's next year, the year after, till he's 60, I don't know. Uh, and it's for $375 million for 10 years, $37.5 million, more money than he's made any one season in his career, more money uh, in 10 years as a broadcaster than he made his entire football career. Okay, so it's good to know you have something to fall back on, Tom Brady. Uh, that's not enough because now... He's going to go from the goat to the groat, the greatest roast of all time. Tom Brady is going to be the first victim uh, of a Netflix series where he's going to be roasted first, and then I believe he will sort of host other roasts. <laughs> he's the the host with the most of the roasts. Um, and, yeah, so, you know, he, he's, you know, Tom versus time, and then there was... You know, don't forget the 80 for Brady movie that's coming out. Um, you know, don't forget the 30 for 30 series that he just wrapped up. Uh, man in the arena. Now he's man back in the arena. Uh, multimedia giant Tom Brady starring Tom Brady. It, we can't get us enough of Tom Brady, apparently. But man, this guy has. And you, you, know, you remember, like, for 20 years in New England, nobody really saw him much, much outside of football. Um, and that was the Patriot way, I suppose. But ever since he's left there, he has set himself up. Of course, he has the clothing line, social media game better than anybody. Did you also see where he, uh, asked openly to LeBron James who would win if they, uh, if they played a little hockey, a five round shootout, which the lightning volunteers said, Hey, we know a place you could do that at. (laughs) That would be awesome. That would be absolutely awesome, yeah. Uh, and there were some hockey players commenting on that as well. Like I said, he is he is omnipresent, and I know because we have to get up at six a.m. and write about him until about midnight. I'll be checking my Tom Brady uh, 
Instagram before I go to bed this evening, uh, early in the morning. So yeah, just, just incredible. Uh, and, 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 you know, congratulations to Donald Yee. God bless him. He's his agent. All he does is, you know, contracts with uh, various networks and there seems to be something every day, but it's good to know you got a golden parachute, right? What, you know, if, when, when the, when the check stop coming from the NFL, he's going to make it, he's going to be okay. I think he's, I think he's setting himself up nicely here for a, some kind of a post career, but uh, OTA started on Tuesday. Joy Knight was out there. Good number of veteran players, not the frontliners. Brady was not there, for example. Um, you know, Kyle Trask and and uh, Blaine Gabbert took took the reps there. Uh, but there was Antoine Winfield Jr. and Vita Vea and Cam Brait sporting a uh, Magnum PI mustache, which was nice. So uh, yeah, a, a decent turnout and. Well, we'll have Joey well, Knight on tomorrow to talk about that. That's right. Yeah, Joey will join us. We'll talk about the Bucks. We'll talk about OTAs, and we'll talk about the off season that's fast approaching, and uh, what they've accomplished so far. So, look forward to that. We also have your mailbag. Still time to get some questions in. You can do that by sending them to us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. My email address is rstroud at tampabay dot com. The Lightning win, and uh, they're up one zero in the series against Florida as they. Try to try to win three Stanley Cups in a row. I can't believe we're on this run again, but we are. All right. Thanks for listening. For Steve Verstink, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.